Hey, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm Mandy Arioto, and with me is, I, I just, I'm so thrilled for everybody to hear from her, is Sherry Crandall, our new VP of Global Ministries and Leadership Experience. Sherry, hey. I can't say how thrilled I am that you are now leading our leaders, and I can't wait for everyone to hear from you. Thank you. A lot of them already will recognize you. You've been around mops for a long time and have deep roots. You were a mops mom yourself. I was. And you led three mops groups at the church that you worked at as director of women's ministries. Yes. So we are so, so blessed to have you with us full time now. Thank you. So um, today we get to talk about our theme. Awesome. And we get it's a great theme. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about yeah. it. And Me too. then we'll talk about some practical ideas for the year Perfect. to help leaders, which I'm sure you have great ideas. But um, let's talk. Let's start talking about just where the theme came from. And I think it's interesting for everyone to know that we start working on our theme a little over a year out. Yes. So I'm all this week. I have it on my calendar to finalize what our theme is for next year. Isn't that crazy? I think I kind of know, but I'm not a hundred percent. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. It's it's pretty fun. Um, but so we started working on find your fire and it's taken on different iterations over the past year. But when we landed on this idea of fire, it was really, um, to help women recognize that they have passion stirring in their soul. And I think so often we feel exhausted because we're doing so much, but at the same time, there's this like burning in the pit of our stomach, like, oh, I've been created to do something significant. Absolutely. And and motherhood is completely significant. And there's also a stirring, like I have unique gifts outside of that, Mm -hmm. that I want to cultivate at the same time. And so Find Your Fire is about cultivating that passion while simultaneously embracing all of the goodness and fulfillment that comes being a mom. And then our three tenants are surrender daringly, which is really the idea. Like I, for I'll take this on myself, but like, I like to think everything's up to me. I like to have control. I like for my family, like to run well, all all of our family dynamics, but that is not how life works. And so it's just really opening our palms and saying, God, you're in control. You have this and I don't have to live like holding my breath, trying to manipulate situations so that they make me feel safe. Uh, Second one is breathe freely. And that's just recognizing that we were created by a good God who calls us worthy without all the striving and hustling that we sometimes feel like we have to earn our worth. And then third is live expectantly, which is maybe my favorite one of all of the three tenants. And that's just thinking about what could go right. Because so often I wake up in the morning overwhelmed by everything that has to get accomplished during the day. And so live expectantly is about recognizing like, what if I just had the perspective that today is going to be like a really good day. Mm -hmm. There are going to be amazing things that happen. God is working out all of the details. And so I can breathe deeply and rest in the fact that things are going to work out. Okay. Which is like the narrative that I have to have in my mind so that I can surrender daringly. Um, But how do you feel like this idea of finding your fire has rung true for you over your life as a mom and also all as a working mom and in your career. 
Yeah, first of all, I think it's one of um, my favorite themes when I really start thinking about like what it means to me personally, um, because I think I have gone through stages of sort of maybe letting my fire go out mm-hmm. and then rekindling it again. And I find that it's directly related to like my trust factor in the Lord. And so when I am trusting well, my fire is being tended and I feel like, yeah, I'm on fire. We're doing this. We're doing that. But when I let sometimes life circumstances get in the way, then I think sometimes I let that smolder. Oh, that's so true. If we're using that fire analogy. And so um, when I first became a mom, I was working part time and trying to finish school and deciding what I wanted to do there and um, thinking I was going to go to PA school. And then this lady invites me to mops and it just changed everything for me. And I end up being full-time ministry, which was never on the docket in my opinion ever. (laughs) And of course, God had something different in mind. And um, so it's been fun to watch how um, in my own life, how that has uh, taken on a fire and uh, just the passion that that grows. And I love when you meet people and you can see that they're passionate about something, you feel that fire, like the warmth of their personality or when people really spend time with God, like you feel the warmth of that. And so, um, I think this theme is going to be so great this year. I'm excited. So well done. And I know you guys work on it for so long. It's a big team effort, but, um, really thank you to you for listening to what God is telling you and, uh, then bringing that in and uh, allowing it to be a team effort. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's exciting. So we just got our boxes in the mail yes. not long ago, and it's like, whoa, huge party around here to see all of the hard work actually in like yes. holding in our, holding, getting to hold it in our hands. So do you have any practices in your life when you do feel like, oh, my passion's smoldering, or I just don't feel connected to God? Do you have any practices that, kind of help to revive you and and stoke your fire? I do. So I love to be outside. I love to be outside. I love to garden. Just did a little backyard remodel, yes. which I'm pretty excited to oh see. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Anyway, <laughs> I was just telling Mandy earlier, as long as my dog doesn't eat everything. <laughs> ah, he's a little puppy lab puppy. If anyone has tricks for getting your dogs not to eat your plants, yeah. email us and let us know. I think I need to do one of those uh, fences. <laughs> Sorry, he's not going to go through it. But anyway, um, so I love to be outside and I, I think sometimes I can just feel feel it in my spirit when I'm not. It's how I respond to my husband or my kids that I'm maybe a little off or if someone says something at work and you take it maybe personally or the wrong way. And so it's um, really important for me to be outside and be quiet. Um, So I love to dig in the dirt. And sometimes I'll have my headphones on um, I would lie to say that I'm, it's always praise music. Like I love, you know, all sorts of music. And so like Spencer Crandall, <laughs> yes, like my <laughs> son's country music. I love, um, but I will listen to music and there's something about digging in the dirt, being outside. And I just start really talking to God. So I do that a lot. I love to hike. I love to be out and just look at his splendor. Like there's something amazing. Um, We live in Colorado. So obviously everywhere we look, it's majestic, right? You've got the mountains, um, 
spring it's going to snow again this week so kind of over that <laughs> but um so for me it's those quiet times it's um really focusing on uh, scripture and i go back many many times to um, my life verse and that's proverbs 3 5 and 6 and it starts with um just acknowledging that we shouldn't lean on our own understanding so lean not on on your own understanding but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Or in some uh, ways it says, or he will make your path straight. And I think when I tend to lean on my own understanding, um, sometimes that gets in the way because it's, it's a human understanding. Um, but when I allow to lean into that and then acknowledge God in that, um, I bring that up a lot because that keeps me on track and I think it keeps my fire fueled. Mm, that's good. Mm. I like how you talked about being out in in your garden mm-hmm. and, and using your hands and digging in the dirt. Yes. And I think so much of fire for me, <clears throat> especially this past year, has really focused on the idea of tending. Yes. And being in your garden is tending. Mm-hmm. Or um, chopping up onions is tending. Right. And I, I think so much of cultivating that fire in our souls requires tending. It's that intentional practice that's not glamorous, that's quiet, um, but that's really where a fire starts to build is when we tend. And if mm-hmm. we don't tend, it's it just simmers away. And Absolutely. Doesn't, doesn't and tending is really what we do as moms. Mm. Like we tend to the the needs of those littles, right? Or now I have bigs, as I would say. <laughs> They're college and high school kids. So, But I'm tending all the time. And even though like none of my kids are married, um, not even a, a girlfriend right now, which is fine by me as a mama, but... Um, just tending to them, like even though they're college kids, they, they still need you. They still need advice. They still need to be told they're loved and that, you know, you're nurturing, you're tending. The little ones hanging on your, you know, shoulders right now or on your waist, like you're tending to that. And good relationships require tending. Yes. And just like good fires. Like we love to camp too because we like to be outside. So, you know, if if someone's not watching the fire or putting you know, a little more sticks or kindling or even starting it correctly, it it won't burn well. So I love this theme this year because I think we can really take it into our personal lives. And it's such a great visual. Everyone knows that it takes things to create a fire. And um, so I I love it. It's really good. So if you're sitting across the table from a leader who is wrapping up her year, what would you say to her as she takes a couple months over the summer to think about the new theme and the new year, just this space in her life at this moment, what would you encourage her? Well, first of all, finish well. That's always very important to me. Um, Finish this year well, because, you know, we're still talking about free indeed. And, and some of your groups, you're just finishing up. And when you talk about freedom and the freedom we find in Christ, a lot of the groups now will be really sharing, you know, tea and testimony Mm -hmm. or sharing Jesus with their group. So don't lose track of the fact that someone could come to know Christ personally, if you finish well. So finish well, then take a deep breath. And then I would say, as we're going along with this fire analogy, start gathering your kindling. Mm. 
start getting your supplies. Get everything ready. You know, like I said, when we go camping, like we crunch up the newspaper and we lay it down and we put little sticks and we do the kindling. And then I like to throw pine branches on because it smells good. And then you're ready to strike the match. So come fall or come time where you're at your leadership retreat later in the summer, that's when you strike the match. But it wouldn't have gone well if you didn't prepare. So um, I would say take time for yourself, really connect with what um, burns your own fire, and then start you know, collecting to build the big bonfire that's going to happen in the fall. So you have... Um, you started three very successful mops groups where women were meeting Jesus. They yes. were making lifelong friends and they were gaining really useful mothering skills. What was your secret sauce? Ah, secret sauce is Jesus. Um, we were never afraid to um, talk about Jesus. And I always felt like, um, even though it's a lifestyle evangelism, we weren't like bringing our Bibles and opening, say, everyone turn to Psalms 32. We weren't doing that. But we were always pointing things back to him or giving him um, the acknowledgement of what he was doing, especially in the leadership. So building a strong leadership team I feel very strongly that a good leader makes other good leaders. So like disciples make disciples, right? Good leaders make good leaders. And then um, because you can't do it alone. And I always feel like women are coming to something at a church. They're not going to be shocked if you say something about Mm -hmm. God. They're just not. Um, But then creating an atmosphere like um, I was talking to a leader last week and she said they were thinking about what they wanted to be known for. And I had said that a few years ago to our ladies, like, what do we want to be known for? And um, we came up with this idea, like we wanted to be known for the fact that we included everyone, that everyone was included, no matter, you know, what your socioeconomic background was, whether you're a working mom, a single mom, um, a divorced mom with four kids, you know, we had it all. And we just put it under the fact that God loves you and we're all moms, period. And so we didn't make these um, things like you're not invited. or. And so when you came into the group, you were met immediately with the warmth and welcome of Jesus. That's so good. So one thing that I have enjoyed watching you do, and you are probably the best at doing this that I've ever seen, is raising up Sweet. the women around you. Um, women leave your presence and feel empowered like never before. They feel like they have skills and gifts and offerings that they need to bring to the world. And I think it's because you speak over them and convince them it's true. Mm. So what thoughts would you share on developing the women around you? Because I think it's really hard sometimes as women to develop other leaders around us without feeling a sense of, you're better that, than I am mm-hmm. at that. Or, you know, just all those complicated dynamics mm-hmm. that come with it. So do you have any tips? Or well, tips? first of all, thank you. That's very sweet. Um, I would say that you have to check your insecurities at the door. Like we all have something we're insecure about, right? Like I know I do. And if I just focus on that, then I am a terrible leader. But if I focus on what I do well, then 
that is what I try and bring to other people. I also think everyone needs some encouragement. Um, for some reason, like when you take your strengths test, I have um, like the strength of encouragement or um, positivity. And um, so, and I also, if you've ever done the strength finders, I have woo. So I've said that um, I can either be super encouraging to you or maybe a little annoying because <laughs> I'm very positive. So, um, but I just think when you listen and you watch other people and you're not worried about getting the attention or um, the accolade or acknowledgement that maybe it was your idea or that it was like, well, I did all the work and now everyone else is getting the credit. That's okay. Like we, our credit is supposed to go back to God. So when you take that off the table and you don't worry about those things, I always feel like if I can build up the person that's sitting next to me and you become a better leader and you're on my team, then I just made my team so much stronger. Mm -hmm. So it's not about me. It's about building into those other leaders and, and really I'm just encouraging them. Because as a mom, especially when you have little kids, like no one comes home and um, even if your husband's amazing and is, you know, very supportive of you, you don't hear a lot like, you did an amazing job today. Like you just kicked butt as a mom, like every diaper was clean right away <laughs> and everyone ate and no one threw up. And if they did, you cleaned it up and it didn't stain the carpet, like just silly things, but you don't get a lot of accolades, Right. So when you come to MOPS and you decide you're going to be part of that, to to invest in that to other people. So just be encouraging to one another and be willing to take yourself away from the limelight and shine it on someone else. Oh, I like that. That's good. That's powerful. So a lot of our leaders who are doing amazing things around the U.S. don't know that MOPS is in 57 countries around yes. the world. And now you are leading the charge with all of our global leaders. Will you share a little bit about what's happening around the world? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, oh, we don't have enough time. <laughs> we need the podcast to be five hours for me to tell you everything. But um, honestly, what's so exciting is God is working even before we really took charge of working it ourselves, if that makes sense. So... Mops groups just started springing up around the world, and I started working um, with the ladies in in Latin America about six years ago now. And just the growth that is taking place, we, as you said, are in 57 countries. And um, just last week, we started a group in Nicaragua. Uh, Mops in uh, Vietnam had their first meeting, and they had over 40 ladies attend. Mop Zambia is on fire. You girls are amazing if you're listening to this. <laughs> and um, I can't just pick one part of the world because it's growing so crazy. And part of it is just identifying those leaders and getting them on fire. And they are. And then they're working together. They're sharing ideas. Same thing. Like sometimes like they haven't had this huge budget or even acknowledgement that their group existed yet because we're just starting to find out, you know, some of the, oh, well, we've been meeting for two years. And because it's hard to, to communicate sometimes with countries like in Africa, it can take three months before we know what's what's going on. 
So putting someone in charge of it, which I'm very thankful that it's me. I feel very honored to get to do this. But we're just starting to put it all together and get those leaders in place. And I'll tell you what, I have never in my whole life worked with such passionate women. Mm-hmm. Like I tease them that they are intense. Like, and, <laughs> and I think I kind of have an intense personality. But these girls, like they challenge me. They are intense and they don't take no for an answer. It's like, well, I'm not sure we could do that. They're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure we could figure it out. (laughs) I like it. We'll do it. And so they do it. And, you know, again, it's because they see just this huge um, passion and their fire is for more moms to know who Jesus is in their life. And they believe that MOPS brings that to them like none other ministry can. And then you start to see these women around the world being empowered, um, through Jesus, like lives are being changed because they start to see hope. And so global is just amazing. And 57 countries, I think we've just scratched the surface. And in everyone's group experience kits, there is something in there from our global sisters. Will you talk about the different, there's one, but there's a couple of different options that leaders might get. Yeah. So, um, so fun. This was one of my very first projects that I got to do when I started at MOPS, and that was to get a global gift from different areas around the world. So when you open up your kit, which some of you already have, and you're freaking out because you're like, this is so fun. It's amazing. And it is. And so you could be getting soap from Albania or from Africa. You could be getting a coin purse from Guatemala or a very large, we thought they would be small, but they ended up being very large, more like a, uh, you could even put like your iPad in it, like a case from India. Then there's wooden bracelets from Africa, as well as beaded keychains. And a lot of these moms, I mean, they did this work, we, we tasked them with this, like, can you help us this year? And they just went to work and made beautiful, beautiful things. And just a huge shout out to all of those ladies that that did that for us. It's a little taste of what some of your global sisters are doing and um, what they're bringing to their communities and how they're actually some of them really getting out of poverty because of the skill that they have. So it's very exciting to have that offering this year. Absolutely. So there might be leaders who are like, oh, that would be really cool to like connect with other leaders around the world. I know you're just starting to think about what that could look like. If there's someone out there who's thinking or feeling that, what would the next step be? So the next step would be you could email me at scrandall at mops.org. And myself and then our leader who uh, lives in Brazil, we are trying to connect people who are are genuinely interested in connecting. So what we do is um, we first ask you, like, where does your church or where do you already have connections around the world? And what does that look like? So, for example, I just talked to a lady in California and her church works in Juarez. And so a natural connection would be to help uh, connect with the MOPS group that meets in the Colonias uh, in Juarez. And so same thing. I talked to someone the other day who um, their church has a lot of work in India. And so they're connecting to India. We usually start you off with just like an email introduction. You can start sharing stories, prayer requests, down to... um, groups really connecting and actually going to each other's countries. I have this awesome privilege of going to Colombia in June. 
And we are helping the uh, Columbia Group start a thrift store, as well as us speaking to a pastor's conference in Columbia. We have a group in Oregon who is uh, looking to travel to India next year. And we have another group who is really supporting the girls in the Dominican Republic. So there's lots of things you can do just by starting with a simple emails, just acknowledging like, I see you out there. We both are mops moms. Tell me a little bit about like, what does your day look like? And then I can share what mine looks like. And it's amazing because our global girls have so much to offer us. It's not about us Mm -hmm. just offering to them, but what they give back is amazing. So um, we're starting what we're calling the global sisterhood, and we'd really like to grow it. Um, But we're just trying to figure out what that really looks like right now. So it's exciting. We are learning so much from our global groups. Oh, amazing. I mean, on a daily basis, just seeing what they're doing, how they're innovating, how they're reaching moms. Yes. It's it's been huge for us here. Will you just share a quick version of how you got started doing the thrift store in Columbia? Because your group had yeah. a speaker come in. Yeah. So our group had, um, who used to be, this is a fun story. So she used to be the Mopettes coordinator for Mops years ago when I was doing Mops, when I had a uh, two little kids, like three and under. Lindsay was our Mops Mopettes coordinator. Well, now she's like a, a certified, she even works with like the container store. And she's like a certified life coach, like organizer person. I don't know what you call it. Sorry, Lindsay, <laughs> if you're listening. Um, but she she came and she spoke to our group and she gave these great ideas of how to like clean your closet and organize it. And then we were like, well, what are we going to do with all these clothes? Well, this dinner conversation that happened at MomCon, one of our leaders was talking to uh, Lorena from Columbia, and she was saying how they do these thrift stores. And, you know, lights went off. We're like, we have all these clothes. We can give you clothes. So we literally shipped six containers, six ginormous containers, and our girls were so generous. And so... Yeah, so we get to go there in so in June and um, see how they do it and help them put this next store together. So it's awesome. That is so exciting. I can't even believe the things that are happening around the world. Anything else you want to say to leaders about Find Your Fire and this year? Maybe the training opportunities that are there that they might not know about, MomCon, any, yeah. any touches that you feel like, oh, this is going to be essential to your year? So I was talking the other day with one of our leaders and I said, if we boiled it down just to really three um, simple things, but I'm going to add a fourth maybe this morning. So (laughs) um, talk to your church and make sure that they're renewing. That is so critical because once you renew, then you get that awesome kit we were talking about. You really are prepared. You're ready to start the new year. So um, having your church renew is critical. Then having each one of your moms um, make sure that they get their membership because they're going to take those materials and they're going to ingest them and they're going to start their own fire and see fire is contagious, right? Like when we talk about like a wildfire in Colorado, um, we've literally had fires jump rivers. 
And that's what I want us to be this year at MOPS. I want us jumping rivers, jumping the ocean, because we have groups, you know, over overseas, across oceans, and it's very possible, but it has to start grassroots and it has to start individually. So um, make sure that everyone signs up to have their membership. And then get your fannies to MomCon. Like everyone should be at <laughs> MomCon. Like it's amazing. And there's no place in the whole wide world. If you haven't been like, do whatever you have to do, like do a bake Road sale, trip. go, yeah, whatever you have to do, like go do it and get there because you will, you will receive training like you've never received training, but you will also experience this motherhood movement mm. that as you're singing worship songs with 3000 other women, there's something that happens in your soul. The fire that that stirs is incredible. And so those were the things. And then, you know, some of you, maybe you're not aware, but we have this amazing online tool, um, our leadership series, and you can go to your leadership um, part of the website and log on and you can take this amazing training and then you get this leadership certification and we are constantly adding to this and uh, just making it better and better each year. And it's, it's truly amazing. And I've even talked to someone who said they put that on a resume recently and it was very impactful they felt like I was a stay-at-home mom but look at all the stuff that I learned and it was really helpful in their job interview so it's an amazing not only for mops but I think also for life skills awesome so if you spent time with us the last 29 minutes we are so grateful for that hop on mops leaders on Facebook and tell us what you're going to do this year to light your fire to fan that spark into a flame. We are so grateful for all you do for Mops, and we can't say how thrilled we are to share this next year of Finding Our Fire together with you. So thanks for all you do, and we'll talk next time.